0: Warning, this is a message from the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. They're working on it. Reminding you to watch before you listen. This show is full of spoilers and we literally talk about every scene in the movie. Also, we use some not-so-super language, so maybe make your kids go outside and play for a little while so you can listen to two grown men talk about people in costumes fighting other people in costumes in peace. Hello, citizens, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels, and I'm Brian Betts, and we are the Cape Podcasters. This is a show we talk about some supermen and superwomen and Iron Man two and Iron Men two and Iron Man also Iron Man as well. Iron Either Man way, two Today as we're well? talking about Iron Man two, directed by the heavy hand himself, John Favreau. <laughs> He's back. He's back, baby. And his hands are heavier than they now. are. So heavy. Are they lighter or are they heavier? They might be a little bit lighter okay. this time around. Well, I didn't have that heavy heart thing this time. That's true. That nonsense. Skip the cave. That's good. That's <laughs> you a, really dislike that cave. It's not. wasn't building a bomb. Clearly not building a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of have a cave sequence in this. Kind of. Kind of. We kind of do. All right. I don't know. Wait, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm happy we're back in the MCU. I am too. Especially because- I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. We just saw the soup bowl. New Endgame trailer's out. Yeah. Looked fucking amazing. So good. For such a short trailer, it gave me so much all the goosebumps. That was the most excitement in the Super Bowl, and that happened. That was literally the first commercial out of the gate. Yeah, so that Twilight Zone commercial made me think it was another Endgame commercial. Yeah, when everybody started disappearing, I was like, oh, another one. Yeah, I appreciated that one too. I'm very very excited. I was very upset with Jordan Peele by the end of that commercial, though. Why? Because it wasn't an Endgame. Fair enough. He can't be perfect all around. I know. He's only just about perfect. He's 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 like ninety eight percent of the way there. He's great. He's amazing. But he's not a superhero. Correct. Yet. What do you think he would be? Like in the running for one day. If you were to play a superhero, what do you think Jordan Peele would play Blade? That would be weird. That would be really weird. It'd be real I actually weird. I don't think I like that. <laughs> maybe he would do a, Maybe he could be like Green Lantern? Hey, anything's better than we got already. That's so, true. Bring it on. But Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2. 2010's Iron Man 2. The yeah. sequel to Iron Man 2008. Iron yeah, Man. This is our Is this n- number 3? This is number MCU? 3 if you count the Incredible Hulk. We have to. Yeah. They did too. They Some did. people do. Yeah. Most people do. Robert Down Jr.'s back. He of course. Gwyneth Paltrow's back. Yeah. Terrence Howard's not back. He's not back. No. Nope. We got Don Cheadle now, though. We Got Don Cheadle. That's exciting. I do. I love Don Cheadle. I'm a big fan of Don Cheadle. I think that was the right choice. Yeah. When he came out of this. Yeah. Thing. We got a whole we got a whole bunch of people coming in. This it's a weirdly packed movie. It is. For it it's a two hour movie, but it feels no, it feels like a two hour movie. But yeah. at the same time, the stuff that happens in it. It's kind of condensed. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's... I, I don't know. The pacing of this thing is strange. Very. But they fit I, a lot into it. I kind of like it. Wait, what? I kind of like this movie. I know last week I said you're not going to like it. Yeah. Is that why you like it? No. Oh, okay. No, I legitimately. Do you legit... like it better than Iron Man? Yeah. Really? I do. Really? Yeah. Oh. And there's a few reasons why. Do you just want to get into it? I mean, we might as well just get into it. So since we're talking about Iron Man, it's only natural to open up in Moscow. Yeah, where iron exists. I suppose that's what it is. <laughs> we get a nice call back to the, um, the, the end sequence of the Yeah, the, the first news movie. broadcast thing yeah. that's happening there. I can't tell. Is this live or are they re-watching I'm it? I'm not sure. They don't really. Probably like 15 years in the past because in Mother Russia. They just they got off their Super Nintendo Entertainment systems. <laughs> well, you can tell the... by the quality of the yeah, TV. That of they're, course. They're so far behind. The tube? Technologically wise. Of course. Except for one man. That's exactly it. And that man is. Ivan Vanko. Benko? Vanko? Vanko? Son, son of Anton Vanko. Vanko? Vanko? I don't know. Oh boy. There's an old man dying. Yeah. We'll assume it's uh, a, a Mickey Rourke dad. It's we, Mickey Rourke, by the way. We had a Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Which weird choice, but he it committed. Works. He committed work. You can tell he put in work on this role. He did. And you're gonna probably fight me for saying this. Yeah. It's a better villain, than Obadiah Stane. Is he? Uh huh. But there's a threat. There is a threat. That's fair. To a lot of people. But his motivation is so weak. His motivation is very... No, I don't know about that, actually. Really? Yeah. We'll get to it. We're going to get okay. to the motivation okay. Okay. later on. Yeah. Just keep in your head. I think this is a better villain. All right. I like how that, since his dad's dying, he's just going to swig vodka because Russia. he has to swig vodka. Naturally. And then scream. Oh, and that's this a is... brutal scream. And I I think it's probably... Not a painful scream. That That's a... That's one of those overacting type yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate that this is our introduction to the character because I think that's his worst scene. Yeah. Probably the last thing they filmed, they brought him back and said, oh, we forgot to do this. Yeah. And at that point, he was pretty fed up. He was done. We got our opening credits. I have a weird comment to make. Okay. My name's not Brian. I want to point that out. John fucking Debney? I I suppose. I kind of liked it. Okay. He wrote the entire score in four days. Can't tell. This seems like a week. Week long. I, I guess. He had some I, help with from Tom Morello also, though. He did have the help from Tom Morello. Yeah. Tom Morello is all over these Iron Man movies, apparently. He loves it. Whatever works. Never gets you paid. Yeah, but I don't know. Honestly, in three viewings, never even noticed the music. Could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. Except for when it wasn't score. Fair. When it was like... Something m- else. Yeah, when it was ACDC yeah. or it was... Yeah. yeah. We got a weirder credit than John fucking Demney, though. We do have a bizarre one in there. Screenplay by... Justin Thoreau. Justin Thoreau. What the hell movie? I guess Robert Downey Jr. recommended him. Based on what? Based on Tropic Thunder. Oh, that makes sense. I always forget he wrote that. Yeah. What a talent. What a movie. Yeah. Superheroes? <laughs> Are they superheroes? I don't think so. Damn it. That one probably did not age well. Uh, Probably not. Nope. Probably not. Nope. Makes sense. Probably shouldn't even say probably. <laughs> fair enough. That's very fair. There's an alternate opening to this movie, which actually- Why? why? Well, because. Why not? Why? <laughs> why not shoot a few different things? Is that the director's cut? John was like, I just want this one scene. Nope. It's not even a director's cut. It's just there's an alternate opening that they didn't use. All right. What was it? Basically, it picks up at the next scene, so they don't even introduce the whole Russia the, thing. Okay. But it starts where the next scene, we have Tony jumping off of the, the aircraft carrier yeah. to fly among some fireworks and land at the at the expo. Yeah. The scene starts off with him kind of over a toilet. Puking, <laughs> okay. Very sick. Tony. Tony. Okay. He's just, you know, puking in a toilet and Pepper's like, What are you hung over? But we find out later. No. No. He's but he's a sick boy. But they lead it off like, Is Tony having some some alcohol issues here? Tony's character. But is the known part for having alcohol issues. The alternate intro actually made it into the trailer. Okay. So they they have this whole conversation. She's trying to get him off the plane. She's like, go. You have to go. Yeah. We're in the drop zone. You have to go. And finally, I like, can I just have a kiss? Good luck. And she kisses his helmet because she's holding his helmet. She kisses his helmet. Oh, I remember that. And she throws it overboard and he has to go chase go get it. it. And yeah. he goes, you can plate me as he jumps off. I remember and that. That was in the trailer. That was their opening intro for the movie. and they never... That's a pretty good intro. Why not just put both? I know. They had the time. It 10 seconds. Right. Okay. Either way, he jumps off this plane. It's six months later, by the way. Six after, months later. After yeah. the Moscow stuff. Time matters. Time doesn't. Doesn't matter. Never does. Never will <laughs> in a superhero movie. Doesn't matter. <laughs> what he's diving down into is the Stark Expo. The Stark in Expo. In Flushing Queens, New yes. York. Interesting choice to put it there. I think uh Favreau had a hand in that. I think so too. Oh, you mean there was a world's fair there in nineteen sixty four? I have a brilliant idea. Also, Favreau used to live in Flushing. Hey, that makes sense. Yeah. Tony lands on the stage, and the robots start taking apart his armor, and he's just in a suit. Yep. Where do you think the armor goes after it's taken off him? I think they just the robots hold it under the stage, just I guess. Handling it, whatever I, it is. I don't know. thought that'd be like a pretty big security risk. You would think. Because you'd think that, like, you just but have- But then again, yeah. the, the suits are coded to only work for Tony. Doesn't matter. You take a Allegedly. an arm piece out, then he's going to have a missing arm piece. That's true. Oh, yeah. That's a good call. You just rob the suit of an arm or two while yep. he's- while he's doing, you do your speech. You do you, speeches. Tony. How much do you think he pays those iron dancers? They're called ironets. Are they? Yeah, I saw iron it in the, in the when I, I finished typing my notes up at the end of it in the credits. The Ironette dancers. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> do you think they make more or less than NFL cheerleaders? More. Yeah, absolutely more. Well, it's Tony Stark. Yeah, you would hope they do. Yeah, Tony gets on the stage. He's holding up his arms. He's feeling like he's a god. All that crap. Tony's a Tony's an asshole in this movie. Big time it's he's the worst It's not good it's, it's not good it's not it's a little but, disappointing yeah so he says this point of the stark expo is to pull together the best minds yeah all right he means himself I, he means himself it was strange because you get to see howard stark for, yeah we'll call it the first time he was mentioned in a brief newspaper thing in the first one yeah he was a, he was played by a different guy in the first one yeah, so this... we have our second howard stark in three movies he's john movies. slattery yeah we have a john slattery who's not with the silver hair this time, and it's strange to see him without silver hair, Mad Men style. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's strange. It's like a young John Slattery. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. I guess. He starts talking about what, like, the the city of the future thing, and he has the model behind him. Yeah. As he's going through it and saying what the expo means. It's yeah. very Walt Disney. It's extremely Walt Disney. Very Walt Disney. But it's, Disney. Uh, I, I don't know. It's fine. Off stage, Tony has a blood toxicity monitor. Yes. That might as well be the, the heart. Yeah, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they introduced that too early. I do, too. I think they could have leaned on him being an asshole for longer. So, like, you're like, why is he being They leaned on him being an asshole for two hours, four minutes. Yeah, but I think they could have done more with him being an asshole without the audience knowing why. Like, at this point, you don't really know exactly why, but you're like, oh, there's something wrong with him, obviously. I don't think he's being an asshole because of that. Oh, I do. No, I think he's being an asshole because, I mean, it's him. He's. Well, I mean... He is an asshole. But he openly claims to be a narcissist at the end of the movie. He sure does. But I think that he's just being himself. He was an asshole in the first one too, with the quick wit and the, well, the yeah. fast talk. I and mean, that's him. Everything that's like his that. Character, and he's still doing it here. He doesn't give a damn about anyone most of the time. Yeah, and this Save one for just, one or two people. Yeah. And yeah. this one, he just shows it a lot more. Well, I think that's a, a side effect of him knowing that he has no reason to not. He's on his way out. That's possible, but at the same time- That's I don't, the way I read it. I don't think that's the case, though, because he still holds to his responsibilities. Barely. He does. Barely. He gets out to the car, and what oh, What actress delivered that? It was Kate Mara. Kate Mara. There were so many cameos in this Yeah, scene. it was crazy. And he gets into his, I think it's an Audi, Audi R8, right? It is, yeah. Because Iron Man. And she gives him a subpoena. Yeah. And he flirts with her. Of course asks he does. the badge. I mean, would you not? <laughs> I t- hey, it's I, Kate Mara. I, I get you. I totally get you. But he gets subpoenaed, and- Looks right at Happy Hogan, John Favreau himself. Mm He says, like, how far to Washington? He says, 450 miles. By the way, not 450 miles. It's 245 miles from Flushing to Washington, D.C. I looked it up. I thought he said three hours. No, he said 450 miles. Oh, well, that is not. Pretty sure. And I rewound it a few times, but John Favreau might have gotten hit a little too hard in the replacements, couldn't open his mouth all the way. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I don't don't know. know what he's doing. There are a lot of cameos in this scene. Olivia Munn. Yeah. As a reporter, reporter, we have Seth Green on an elevator. Yeah. we have, couldn't see him. He was too little. We have uh, Larry Ellison, who is the CEO of Oracle. Mm-hmm. And his company gets a lot of shout-outs in this movie. Oh, yeah, they do. A lot. A lot of companies get a lot of shout-outs in this movie. And uh, we get a Stan Lee. Did we really? Yeah. Where? Larry King. Was that? No way. Yup. That's a weird one. Yeah. I didn't catch it. And a lot of people are like, was Tony so busy that he didn't realize it wasn't Larry King? But then I was paying a lot of attention to that scene. But it's not the first movie. What's that? The first movie. The first movie. He mistakes yeah Stanley for for Happy. So maybe he just yeah. But in this one, Happy Hogan actually says Larry. Yeah. Maybe that's it. He introduces him as Larry. So maybe it's I don't know. Do you think that Stan gets stabbed? I don't because Larry can. Yeah, I think I think that Stan was probably already long gone by the time the snap (laughs) happens. Tony's gonna go to Washington for this hearing. We have a hearing of sorts. It's interesting. The government is like, hey, we need that Iron Man suit from you. Yeah, and He's Tony's like, like no, nah, bro, not Gary Shandling. That's mine. Gary Shandling is playing Senator Stern. He's very stern. It's a call out to Howard Stern. Apparently, Jon Favreau said, "Why?" John Favreau said he wanted to give a call out to Howard Stern, and apparently, Gary Shandling is like one of Howard Stern's favorite actors. Okay, so there you go. Okay, there you go, Howard. Fine. Seems he, unnecessary. It to seems do very all that, unnecessary. But- Whatever, whatever makes you happy again, Iron Man 2. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> whatever you need to do to get your jollies, Jon Favreau. Yeah. Senator Stern wants to call in a weapons expert in order to, I guess, yes. talk about the suit. Yeah. And he calls in Justin Hammer, played by... Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Who was almost Iron Man. Yeah. kind of happy with Justin Hammer. He's very good at he this. He's very good at <laughs> Justin Hammer. Oh, I really... This is one of those... That like you wouldn't expect that I would like it because yeah. how I feel about like Bullseye. I don't think he's bullseyeing. He's not. No, I don't think there's a, there's a big difference. There is a big difference. I think he's starking. Me. I do think he's starking. I think he's playing the Tony Stark role what without the confidence yeah. Yeah. of knowing that he's not as smart as Tony is. Right. But he's he like still a, has that high profile and he doesn't kind of know why, I don't yeah. think. It's like an insecure Stark. Yeah. And I feel like that's the only place. That's why he talks a hell of a lot faster than Tony does in this thing. Oh yeah. And I feel like that's why. I like that Tony says, I'm still waiting to see who your expert is, though. Yep. Good line. <laughs> just wondering. Good when line. <laughs> he, just wondering when the actual expert is going to get here. Senator Stern also calls to the stand, Lieutenant Colonel James Rhodey Rhodes. It's Don Cheadle. It's Don Cheadle. And he says, look, it's me. I'm here. Deal with it. Let's move on. <laughs> That's so good. Is that really? That is so is, is he really perfect, saying that to br- Robert Downey Jr.? They brushed or Is he saying over. that to us? I could see him turning the audience just going, wink. Ding. Just straight out. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Howard was having a moment in the late 2000s. What do you mean a moment? Uh, Well, he was in Crash. Yeah. He the was in Hustle, Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow was a big one. He, yeah. He was Oscar nominated in Hustle and Flow. Yeah. That's why when they were doing Iron Man, they were like, let's get this guy. And then he was the first person they hired. They offered him somewhere between three and a half, four and a half million dollars. Not bad. Especially considering... A lot of legwork in this movie, though. But still. <laughs> considering Robert Downey Jr. got paid $500,000 to do Iron Man. Yeah. Well, no. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Is yeah. Iron Man. Ter- Terrence Howard was offered three and a half to four and a half million oh, for Iron, Iron Man. Man. Okay. And in this one? Well, I, what they said is if Iron Man 2 gets greenlit, we're going to give you another five million. And then when it when push came to shove, sure. they are like, all right, we need to secure Tony Stark because he's going to be... The face of this universe, yeah. And because Terrence Howard isn't exactly known to be easy to work with, correct. And Favreau had to do a lot of reshoots and cutting around in the editing room. He's like, maybe we just cut back the the role a little bit for War Machine in the second they movie. Did. But they were going to because okay. he didn't want to deal with Terrence Howard. So that's fair, So what they did was they offered Terrence Howard a million dollars for the second movie. Oh, you lowballed him big time. And it's not good when you see Robert Town Jr. Is making ten million for this one. <laughs> yeah. So he walked. It's hard out there for a pick. Gotta tr- get out. <laughs> he tried to talk to Tony. Uh, he tried to talk to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and say, hey. They're the same person. You do, can, you can call him whatever you want. Do something about this. But Robert Downey Jr. didn't return his calls for like three months. That's a very Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. move. Yeah. So they, uh, they went right to Don Cheadle because apparently Don Cheadle was also in the running for the first movie. Okay. So before they even started looking for somebody, they just called up Cheadle and said, hey, we know we talked to you for the first one. We decided to go with Terrence Howard, but now we're... We're not going to use him for the second one. You want to come on? Yeah, for reasons we're not going to tell you. And he was we're like, not going to tell you why. I wonder if they offered him the same. Like, you want a million dollars to come be War Machine? I don't know. Because then he probably would have been like, yeah, I'm in. I know they only offered, initially, they only offered Mickey Rourke 250000 for this movie. Right. So. Real stingy. Really stingy for Real anybody stingy. not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I was going to say, Mickey Rourke was big then because he was coming off the Oscar nomination for The Wrestler. For the wrestler only wrestler, like yeah. two years ago or a year yeah. before. And he was the favorite and he lost. Right. But he was hot. Big time. Recently, Howard did an interview, and he said, uh, even though I love Don Cheadle so much, and I Who love what doesn't? he's done, I still hear a lot of fans asking, am I going to come back to be War Machine? First of all, who's asking that? No I've one. Not seen I'm going to go with no one. Anywhere. Am I going to come back to be War Machine? I think they're going to have a huge franchise off it, but fuck him. So he's still got some bad blood about Marvel. He does, and there's an article, I can't remember where I saw it, where he said he pretty much gave Don Cheadle $100 million by turning down the Iron Man two role, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of all the appearances and stuff like that. Oh, I think he said that about was it Robert Downey Jr. Oh, Downey, because he, he, he still oh, he still claims that he got him the job from the first one. Oh, that's right. But Marvel denies it. Marvel says that he had no he had no role in landing. Pretty widely Robert reported Jr. that right, he got Downey the job. Yeah, he said uh, that he took a million dollar pay cut for the first movie, so yeah. down, they could hire Downey. Damn, but Downey's a dick, man. Yeah, so I guess like he didn't talk to Robert Downey Jr. for like three years or something. Didn't answer his phone call. But I guess now yeah. they're cool, but he's still he's still not in good terms with Marvel. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. Either way, we got a roadie here. We got a roadie. And he's gonna testify. Well, I guess they're gonna they ask him to just read from a report he has. Yeah, and he won't, he's kind of iffy about reading because it's out of context. Exactly. He, he tells the senator, like, he's you like, are aware this, this is, is out of context. Con- the center is like, ha, of course I know. Ha ha ha. And then, of course, he he goes on to explain in depth yeah. that <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> the benefits far outweigh the costs, and then he's I don't want to hear any of it. I don't uh senders Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I love... and then Tony takes takes over the screens. Yeah, with his the little screens of this phone. Like, phone. It's so oh. good. And he starts showing up all these like people who are trying to make suits and they can't figure right. it out. And the last one is Justin, Justin Hammer, Hammer with a suit and it doesn't work. It's and it just completely shows him up. It spins around and basically breaks this guy's back. Yeah. Which we get a call back to in uh Doctor Strange. We do. We sure do. I love it. Yeah. It's so good. Tony estimates that the rest of the world is at least five, ten years away from perfecting the Iron Man armor. Correct. Justin Hammer, maybe 20. That's uh, It's so good <laughs> how much he shits on Justin Hammer. And then Tony, as he's walking out after showing up, everybody, he's talking a lot of game to the cameras and the audience. As he does. Of, I guess C-SPAN? It's C-SPAN. Sure. And... And he's saying, "I tried to play, I tried to play ball with these ass clowns." <laughs> to which Senders <Senator> turn says, <laughs> "Fuck you, Mister Stark. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Fuck you, buddy." So good, Marvel man. Yeah, I love it. Uh, one of my favorite things that Tony says in this scene is, "I serve the people at the pleasure of myself." Yeah. If there's one thing yeah. you can count on me to do, it's to pleasure myself. Classic. Classic. That's the, you're right. Marvel goes there when DC doesn't. Correct. <laughs> hey, it's their character. That's if fine. Anything you can count on me to do, it's pleasure myself. Yeah. We go back to Moscow. The The man's building, the Mickey Rourke's building things. He's building the, arm things. The Mickey Rourke is building arm things. Yep. He's got laser tentacles. Yep. Just arc, two of them. Arc tentacles. Sure. Arc whips. Whiplash. Ooh, I like, yeah, it is whiplash. It is whiplash. Do they ever say whiplash? They never say it's whiplash. And there's actually a hint that it's also part Crimson Dynamo. Okay. Which is actually what Anton Vanko is in the comics. He's the Crimson Dynamo. Okay, But yeah, basically, he's a combination of Whiplash and Crimson Dynamo, but mostly Whiplash. Sure. So he's, while he's doing this, Tony's going to go back to his house. It's pretty cool seeing all like the generations of the suits lined up and everything yeah. like that. You see what it's it kind of came marks from. one through four on yeah. the wall. He's testing his blood toxicity again. Yes. It's not good. It's not It's good. going up. It's going up. It's the toxicity of his blood. Yep. Yeah. I guess that the arc reactor core starts dying now and he has to keep replacing them. Yeah, due to... it's it's burning out the yeah. palladium. Right. Which is a non-toxic metal and wouldn't, but... Well, he built it in the cave with scraps. I don't know. That's true. He built it in a cave with scraps. What so... scraps! So now palladium's toxic. Exactly. <laughs> Tony's kind of over this. He's kind of just trying to solve his own problems. He doesn't want to deal with the yeah. company problems. Pepper wants him to deal with the company problems still. Right, because she doesn't even know that yeah. he's he's ill. Right, and he just says you see CEO now. You do it. I'm out. You do it. You do it. That's it. I like this scene a lot because he's like Because of Champagne Robot? Champagne robot's great. <laughs> I love that robot. It's that robot good. has so much personality. He's a good robot. No, just the how much Pepper is like freaking out until yeah. he's like, Well, you do it. And she's like, I am doing it. He's like, No, but you do it. Your job. Like, I'm, trying I to, want... I'm trying to give you the company. Why won't you let me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I really enjoy Pepper. Pepper is a national treasure. But Put herself out of the running for snarky sidekick type character for a KP for Iron Man two. Oh yeah, she only has it for Iron Man now. She's no longer. That's not a sidekick. That's true. That's true. She's no that's longer kind of Tony's boss, isn't it? I think he's completely divested in the company. That yeah, way. yeah. But either way, but still not, not a sidekick. not a side character, not by any means. She is a main character. Correct. And we're very quickly gonna see Moscow Man. He's gonna get his tickets to Monaco. We're gonna go to Monaco too. We're gonna go there, but we need a, a new assistant. We do need a new assistant. We go there. That's true. Tony's in the ring. He's boxing with Happy Hogan. Happy is actually in the comics. He's he's a bo- a former boxer, so it okay. makes sense. It's a good touch then. Very good touch. That works. But do you think wearing those gloves, John Favreau's hands are a little bit heavy? Probably a little bit heavier. Yeah. Boxing gloves are naturally weighted. Right. But his are probably thousands oh, man. pounds. I'm surprised he's not just dragging his knuckles yeah. on the like a on the ring. Yeah. Yeah. We get to meet Natalie Rushman. Natalie Rushman. played by Scarlett Johansson. <sighs> and wow. That's fair. Other actresses who are in fair. the running yeah. for this role. Since this is, this a, is one of the this only is a new roles. Big role. Huge. Huge. I don't know if Scarlett Johansson, I mean, she must have known where this role was going to go, but who this knows? This is a massive role in the MCU. Yeah. Jessica Beale was in the running. I could see it. Uh, Gemma Arterton. I don't know who that is. She was uh, Tamina in Prince of Persia, and she also played Strawberry Fields in Quantum Solace. Okay. Yeah. Natalie Portman, who did not get The job, but she'll show up in real the next soon. movie <laughs> real soon. <laughs> Jessica Alba, Angelina Jolie, mm, no which thanks. I don't see. No, thank you. And uh, Eliza Dushku was campaigning for it, didn't get it. They had almost hired Emily Blunt, they were very close. I, in fact, she might have been signed on, but then Gulliver's Travels ran long and she had to oh, back out. Wow, what a career move! Wow, yeah, that's that's rough. At the Jack Black one. I, I don't know. I think so. I think so, but. Yikes. <laughs> could you imagine? Just Elijah sitting Dushku, back. I could and, see it. I could see Elijah Dushku. Especially then. She was campaigning for it. I don't think they ever like took it seriously. Took it, I don't know if they ever talked sure. to her or anything, but Beale Portman Alba who were definitely in the running. Wow. I mean, they were trying to attack someone. I think they, got it, right. big I think for they this. got it right. I, I agree that they got it right, especially because of how long the character's been in the universe and yeah, it's a they very gave her time to grow with it and character and everything that happened. Very important. Yeah. Very important. If you had to rank the importance of characters in the MCU, oh wow, I know that's kind of a a broad that's question, tough. but I mean, you have to put Scarlett Johansson. It's Black Widow. It's Black Widow. None we don't of, know that yet, but we don't. We will. It is. <laughs> Trust me. Where do you? Where do you even put her on this? Because she's been at the center of everything at this point. Yeah. Well, she will be. Yeah. I mean, she's the one who. I forgot before rewatching this movie that she's basically the one responsible for deciding if Tony is an Avenger or not. She has the review. Yeah. She's the one who makes the call. Like, and she has that much importance within the Avengers initiative. Yeah. Oh, I, I still don't know how high I rank her in comparison to people like Tony and Cap. And Cap. And, and those and fellas. I think she's probably, not Hawkeye. She's probably more important than <laughs> Thor. Possibly. Because, uh, well... Thor does important things, but he's not an important part of the team. She has a more central role in the team. That's very fair. And, you know, Hawkeye, I'm actually going to say TBD. I take back what I said because we yeah. don't Hawkeye, we don't know what he's about to do. Well, you know what? I would say that Hawkeye, not as important. Ronan might be more important. We're going to find out. We don't know. We're going to find out. We will find out. Not the last bit of Endgame talk we're going to have on this, I don't think. I feel like you're probably right. Natalie Rushman's going to take down Happy Hogan in the ring. With no issues. Apparently, no issues at, all. at this point in the movie, she's just Natalie from Legal. Yeah. She just needs to be there for Tony Stark to sign the company over to Pepper. Yeah. So I guess realistically, she worked her way up the ladder within Stark Industries Real very, quick. very quickly. Yeah, she's just Natalie from Natalie yeah. from Legal. And of course, Tony's like, I want one. Yeah, of course. Well, and I mean, come on. Is he wrong? No. But Pepper says no. Keep him on a leash. Smart. You can try. You, good luck. Let's go to Monaco. Let's go to Monaco. Elon Musk. We got Elon Musk. What the hell? <laughs> well, All of the – Justin Hammer's facility is actually – it's filmed at SpaceX. Oh, I didn't know that. So I think they probably were like, Elon, can we use SpaceX? And he was like, can I be in the movie? They're like, yeah. Quickest yes they could have thrown out probably. Done. Yeah. (laughs) All right. He congratulates Pepper Potts on being the new CEO of Stark Industries. Very nice of him. And we get a Justin Hammer. We do. And And he's – We also get – Oh, I'm going to stand back for Brian. You also get, get a, Christine, a Christine Everhart. Played by. Leslie Bibb. Uh-huh. Who is in a relationship with Sam Rockwell and has been since 2007. They're good for s- both of them. They're still together. Good for both of them. In 2019. I'm happy they found each other. That's amazing. Yeah. I like both of them quite a bit. So it works. They're good. They don't really work together that well in this scene, though. No, they don't. Because <laughs> Christine Everhart's doing an interview with Justin Hammer. Yep. And Tony gets in there. And. Anthony. <laughs> so Pepper says, oh. Christine just did a spread on Tony last year. And Tony says, Yeah, she also wrote an <laughs> she article. She <laughs> also wrote an article. So good. It's so, so good. Again, DC didn't go there. <laughs> no. And they continued going down that, that hole in oh, this yeah. one, too, because at the same time, they wanted to get uh, a slot of time with Pepper. You yeah. Get like some quotes because she just took over Stark Industries. She just took over the, yeah. And that has Tony's walking over, and says, Hammer needs a slot, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, they went there. I want to know how much of this is improved and how much of that is just I don't know. Robert Downey that Jr. That feels scripted. Off the cuff. That feels scripted. It did. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that. I bet the next part's scripted, too, because he goes to race. He goes, yeah. What's the point of owning a race car if you don't get to drive it? Yeah, he just gets to knock whoever the hell probably trained for forever to ride in Monaco. I really feel like out. the rules would not allow this. I don't know. I also don't drive Grand Prix, so I don't know. No, no. Which is why if I showed up, I don't think they'd let me just get in the car. You never know. Have you tried? I haven't tried. Hey, man. Apparently, they'll just let anybody walk onto the dream. track, though. Yeah. This race does not go on very long before he's just like, all right, I'm going to stroll onto the... That's gonna, correct. Just going to walk out there in my orange I Jones don't think suit. this race ever happened, because those cars, very fake. I guess they got permission to actually film at the racetrack, okay. and then at the last minute, the guy was like, actually, no. No, thank you. But they were like, we're already in Monaco. What are you doing? <laughs> like, one of the Rolls Royces was already sent to Monaco before he was yeah. like... Actually, no, you can't film on my track. Actually, I'm a DC guy. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to cost, you. where's money? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he's probably trying to hold out for more money. And they're like, Makes oh, sense. We, can, we can fake it. Yeah. Whiplash is going to walk out onto the middle of this course. Yeah. No one even bats an eye at this strange, large, tatted man with a. Toothpick and a weird visor just out in the right. middle thing. He's just he, like, I'm just going to yeah. open up this doorway and walk onto the track. No and problem. And nobody stops him. No problem. He, but then well, everybody fires up, fires up those tentacles of the, the whip yeah. thing. Oh, it's so good. I guess when they were filming the scene, he couldn't quite get the rhythm of it. Okay. So they played Gnarles Barkley's Crazy, really loud. And he used the rhythm of that song. To get the the whips down. Oh, that's cool. Which is weird, but it makes me really want to watch this scene with that song. With playing. it on, yeah. It's gonna be like a Wizard of Oz Pink Floyd thing. Yeah, but just for the scene. But just for that scene, <laughs> it's just Mickey Rourke doing. That should have been the whole music power video. ropes to. Does that make me crazy? He got Fat Boy Slim. He gets Christopher Walken running around. Yeah, diving around. Man, they could have just had Mickey Rourke just flinging these things around. Whole music video, done. Oh yeah. Oh, it's been so good. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. Well. What can you do? Whiplash is just going to slice a random car in half with these he things. He sure is. He's making his message heard. Yeah. And, and Happy kind of realized that, oh, shit, we got to get out on that and, and save Tony. Oh, yeah. For reasons. Yeah. He's probably going after Tony. And he drives backwards. Like I do in every racing video game. Naturally. You don't at any point not do that. No. Playing, Especially when oh, I have this Royce new racing game. Grand Prix. I get it. A new racing game. You know what I'm going to do first? I'm going to drive backwards. I'm going to race backwards. I'm going to yeah. see if it lets me go backwards and how long it'll let me do it. Yeah. In the back seat, Pepper's got a case, which She's got has a, the suit a suitcase. In it. Yeah. Literal suitcase. The suitcase. Tony calls it the football at one point, and I really like that. I like that a lot. That's funny. That's a good one. Tony tries to fight Whiplash without, without a suit. Yeah. But that's also because I mean Whiplash slashed up Tony's car also and it flipped over and he went right. to slash up the car again. And he's gone, and then tried fighting him. With a car piece of scrap metal from the car that yeah. he whipped earlier. Yeah, it's probably not gonna work out too well. I really like the just the attention to detail. When he's whipping, yeah. It's actually doing like damage to the, the it's course. Very cool. That they're actually there's like scratches in the yeah. road. They did a good job with it's that. Awesome. When Happy gets there, Whiplash is gonna slice up the Rolls Royce. Yeah. Somehow it doesn't hit them inside, well, but it looks great when it gets torn apart. Happy hits him. With it, he right. pins him to, he the pins wall, to the wall, and then he keeps backing up and going. Yeah. keeps ramming him into the wall. So does does Whiplash have like a power where this doesn't I make know. him explode, like a regular human being probably would here or I something? Know. I guess he has the power to withstand a Rolls Royce. Maybe I don't know. It's listed in his attributes. That's the the power want, to withstand a Rolls Royce. Spider detecting system. We would have seen. <laughs> if only John Favreau had directed that scene. Yeah, Pepper does get the the suit to eventually Tony. It's and then the, the suit takes. The damn suicide doors. Yeah, but it takes like it, 900 su- years to throw on. And yeah. And I meanwhile, Mickey Rourke's just hanging out, there, just waiting. Does She's that like, make me crazy? <laughs> I know. The suit's just getting put on very slowly. Very. He, he should have been cut in half. looks pretty cool, though. It looks very cool. It looks awesome. Yeah. But unrealistic. Very. As opposed to everything yeah, else. In this movie. <laughs> I couldn't suspend my disbelief that Mickey Rourke would wait to whip Tony while he was waiting, getting the suit on. Yeah. But I also believe that he wanted Tony to be wearing the suit to I think show so that he could do damage to it. I think so, too. And he does do damage to it because he uses he the arc sure whips does. and starts destroying the suit. I like calling them arc whips. I do, too. That feels good. Yeah. And then Tony eventually gets to him and pulls out his the guy's arc Pulls reactor. out his arc reactor. It's pretty good tech. And that's how he defeats him. Yeah. I don't know why that makes him weaker, but it did. But maybe it's because he got hit by Rolls Royce three times. But that didn't do anything because of the crazy stuff. Play, oh and right. It kept him well, going. maybe maybe the track ended. Ah. I said. Oh, you know what? He had an iPod that was also being run by the arc reactor. Oh, that could do it. So once he played the arc do it. reactor, the rhythm's gone. That makes sense. We didn't have any more CeeLo Green, and yeah. uh, obviously it's like Samson. He cut off his hair. Forget it. That's it. <laughs> it's like Ty Burrell. He cut off his hair, and he doesn't have powers anymore. Yeah. Hammer's all happy about everything that's happening, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's standing there back in the the bar, Paris. Yeah. Just. I didn't it. understand why he was. Happy with this because, oh, because it clearly Iron hates ironed. Tony. Yeah, but Tony showed up. Whoever this was, but I mean, we learn later that we know what he was after. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. So well, Justin Hammer also is like, oh, not that long ago, this guy was saying that they were at least ten years yeah, away from having this technology. It. He's like, oh, we got him. Yeah, we got him. Did you know there's a law in Monaco that if you're the victim of a crime. You could just go confront the person who fought you with arc whips. There is and there's, just a sub, go, there's a sub there's a sub there's a line on, on that law though. You have to be worth at least billion. a billion dollars. A billion dollars. I knew it. All right. And be able to speak minimal French. Fair. Tony visits Whiplash in jail. And, and just starts talking to the him. The first thing he says is impressive tech and then tells him what's wrong with it. Yeah, it shouldn't do that. No. No, shouldn't never do that. never give the guy who just tried to kill you tips on how to improve his killing you technology. Right. But at the same time, I think Whiplash has the upper hand throughout the entire thing because he's openly tells him that his father's the reason why Tony's even alive. Yeah. But Tony, it goes all over his head. He has no idea what he's talking about. So he's like, the reason I'm still alive is because you took your shot and you missed. Yeah. Eh. Do you think Whiplash knows he's sick? Absolutely. Based entirely yeah. on what he says when Tony leaves yeah. the room. Well, there's, that's exactly what I thought, too. All right. Good. Yeah. I, I want to make sure I didn't read that one wrong. No. Palladium in the chest. It's a hard way to die. Painful way to die. Painful way to die. That's what it was. Palladium in the chest. Painful way to die. Mickey Rourke. Crushes it. He crushes it. He's so believable yeah. as a Russian guy. I can't understand half the words he's saying, oh, well, but I think that's, it's by design. Half of it is in Russian. Yeah. He learned actual Russian. Okay. The amount of effort that Mickey Rourke put into this role. He visited Russia for, for three months. He oh, went wow. To, he went <laughs> to prisons and did research on what tattoos and he would have, like what groups he would be a part of in prisons. He is covered in tattoos also. Covered covered. And yeah, he put in real work. Yeah. The gold teeth and the and the bird. He bought those. Wow. Mickey Rourke out of his own, he used his own money. That's commitment, man. The cockatoo and the, and the so gold teeth. the bird. I want my board. <laughs> <laughs> give me my board. After this, we go to the Stark plane. Yeah. Pretty much Pepper just says Tony's not telling her something. Why don't <laughs> <what laughs> you tell me? Like, Takes him forever to Venice. make an omelet, apparently. Three who hours. Give, who gives a damn? Fine. Whatever. I don't know what eggs he's using. I don't know. Who Doesn't knows. matter. We ought to have seen that I have big issues. (laughs) Big issues. It's the jail. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Whiplash is in jail. Yeah. Got his own cell. He gets a meal delivered to him. Mm -hmm. Inside is a potato bomb. Yep. Straight up potato bomb. So obviously. Well. That guard is not on the level. Mashed potato bomb. Fair. That's right. Not how you'd expect a potato bomb. Right. Generally. But they put the meal on the door. The door is like a slot in it and they put the meal on the door and he gets it. Then they open the door and a body double walks in. Yeah. That looks like Mickey Rourke. Sure and does. we clearly see that this man looks like Mickey Rourke. Right. Everything about it. They even Favreau have... is Favreauing all over this thing because he looks down and you see the numbers, the, number... the jail the jail numbers on the guy's he... jumpsuit. Uh, yeah. And then they cut back to Mickey Rourke and he I looks, mean, he looks it, at it and it's his the and same. Goes... It's like, it's not enough that they look alike. Oh, we have the same number. <laughs> it's <laughs> like... not enough that these guys are twins. Yeah, it's like, we, we know what's going to happen here. We You're get treating it. us like idiots, Johnny. Yeah. And I don't then, know, he, he pisses he's... me off that way because this is just another thing he does. He doesn't give the audience credit, I don't think. That's fair. Half the time. That's fair. Blows my mind. So Mickey Rourke beats up this guy, and as he's doing that, the guard walks by again, drops the key to the cell on the same spot. Of the Come on. Right. Why couldn't he just leave the door open when he let the body double in? Right. Why did this guy have to get his ass kicked for right. no reason? What's the point of yeah. kicking this guy's ass? He's going to die anyway. Right. Why do they have to even do any of this? When Mickey Rourke's walking through the hall of this jail cell, yeah, the one guard just goes like, Hey. You're out of your cell. And he puts his hand on his shoulder very gently. Yeah. Mickey Rourke actually takes a beat to go like, oh. And then he beats <laughs> the hell out of the guy. Yeah. What prison officer is just gently doing that to a six foot four man? who's hey, hey, buddy. You're <laughs> supposed to be in You're your You're not cell. supposed to be here. <laughs> oh, why don't you come back with me, fella? <laughs> so he punches him. You know what? French prison. Pa- I, yeah. that, that can't be true because I've seen Catch Me If You Can. Oh, okay, yeah. And that is a French prison. And it's a mess. Different French prison? Possibly. <laughs> At the same time, this scene is, this whole entire sequence is the most John Favreau thing ever. Yeah. Where it just, yeah. why? Why? Yeah, I feel like there are more subtle ways to do a jailbreak scene. Yeah. Much, much, much more <laughs> subtle ways. He could have just strolled out. He's going to go to a hangar. Turns out Justin Hammer broke him out. Oh, of course. The guy who was smiling when he was beating up Tony Stark. is yep. like, oh, I'm going to bust you out of prison. Yeah, and they're having Obviously. like a meal in the middle of his hangar. Hammer just keeps talking. Oh, Hammer has Whiplash such doesn't care. weird, weird confidence. Yeah. Because it's not real. Right. You know? But he's playing. Like, oh, and I love. He goes through this whole thing. Yeah. And then Ivan starts speaking in Russian. He's like, wait, do you even speak English? I, I can get a translator. I feel like you didn't hear anything I just said. And that's when he just brings up the bird. Oh, yeah. He's like... <laughs> real good men <laughs> I want my board <laughs> at that point he's just saying I want to work with you bro get you of jail come back with me to New York let's let's make some stuff deal fair enough Back at the Stark house, Tony's going to learn about Anton Vanko and his son, Ivan Vanko. Yeah. All right. He's, he's in that the, happens. He's in the car watching YouTube via Jarvis, right? And Natalie and Pepper are upstairs taking phone calls trying right. to mitigate damage right. from yeah, the Monaco Right, because he's, sitting in, the, he's sitting in the hot rod that's just parked in the garage. Yeah. That's what you do. And he's dying in it. Right. So it's a good thing Rhodey came down when he did. Yes. Rhodey shows up. Rhodey's there, by the way. <laughs> he needs to talk to Tony because he needs Tony to start, you know, let's do some damage control here about what just happened. Yeah. But Tony's already damaged. He's damaged. He's and Rhodey's got to change out that core in that arc. Got to put some fresh there. palladium in there. Yeah. So Rody, and this is now Rhodey knows. Yeah, Rhodey knows. So back at the Hammer Lab. Now we're in New York. Yeah. Ivan's gonna hack every single computer that's there. When Justin Hammer's trying to show off these suits that he's yes. made, and they're just giant iron suits. Yep. But Ivan, no problem, hacks them. I love Sam Rockwell's reaction. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, you don't have to do that. We're going to so get you credentials, and then, uh, okay. <laughs> I guess you don't need them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Your soft Twitter is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm, great because I'm you a realize big fan of Mickey Roper. I am too. Movie. You realize just how bad of a, not even bad, just how not smart Justin Hammer is. Yeah. At this. Which is surprising because he's also a billionaire weapons yeah but i think it's just because people put their confidence in him for whatever reason i don't know maybe he, he's, he's a likable guy he's likable. i guess he's discount tony stark yeah he's like oh and we, people who don't want to deal with tony are going to deal with hammer because right. he's the other one he's the other one i wonder how much time passes i don't think it matters no nope, but never does tony's getting ready for a birthday party oh that's right so I guess it's Tony's birthday? It's Tony's birthday. Well, they do mention on the plane trip back that maybe we should just skip my birthday. Oh, whatever, right, right, right. So it can't be that much later. That's true. I wonder when Tony's birthday is. I don't know. It's probably out there. It's got to be out there. I'm sure it is. I'm not going to look it up. Then I will get care. I'll get updates You've, on Google about Tony Stark's birthday. It's like, oh, do you need to celebrate Tony Stark? Do you need to get Tony Stark a gift? <laughs> no, Google. No, thank you. <laughs> also, it's just one other date to get mad about when it's not correct. Oh no! I don't care about the date so much as I care about what's about to happen. Because time doesn't matter. Oh, because this movie takes a turn that I do not care for. Well, here's the thing: we already know you have a thing about superheroes in suits not being super. It's not right. It's not (laughs) right. Tony Stark. He's he's mixing on a. a, This is the least super DJ DJ Iron Man here. The least super we've seen a a superhero. Yeah, and the mask is up, but he's got the whole rest of the Iron Man suit on. I, I almost would prefer Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 dancing. I'm not kidding finger. when I say that. Yeah. I do not prefer Tobey Maguire dancing. I do. This is where I'll leave it. <laughs> nope. I do. Makes more sense to the movie. Does it? Yeah. Well, right before this, Natalie tells him, he asked, if it was your last birthday, what would you do? And she said, whatever I wanted whatever to. Whatever I wanted to. With whoever I wanted to. What is her game here? I'm not sure. Is she trying to seduce Tony? Is she trying to see she's... how susceptible he is? I think she is, but I also think she's trying to see how deep she can yeah. that's fair. No pun intended. Hey-o. I think she wants to see just it yeah. kind of testing him yeah. at all times because yeah. the one thing we learned about Black Widow, she's professional. That's true. Extremely professional. Yeah. So I don't yeah. think that she's really doing this as like a a flirtatious thing. Right. This is she's testing it. I think so. I can't wait for her movie. I'm very excited. They haven't officially announced it, but it's coming. It's coming. It's absolutely coming. They start filming in March. So. It's de- it's bad. Then it's more than coming. <laughs> <laughs> They have a director attached. I don't remember who it is, but they have one. They just haven't announced it yet. But I have a feeling it's going to come out in 2020. 2021. Somewhere in there. Probably 2020. But yeah, watching Tony dance and drink and his guests are just egging him on. He gets real drunk. He gets real drunk. Yeah. He pees in the suit. He does. He has, he has his guests. He oh has one of our feet in the suit. Just like that. <laughs> that's amazing. I don't like how the guests are egging him on. I that's, get why they're doing fair. it. But it's just, I don't, I really don't like it. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to be very disappointed with Tony in this scene. Uh, we are, because his guests we start are. throwing like watermelons and oh, stuff. Man. and whatever Oh, she they wants find. the Gallagher. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing stuff. And he's just blasting it with his palm yeah. thing. Pepper tries to end it. She's like, all right, everybody go home. She but can't then, do it. Nope. So then Rhodey's like, I'm going to handle this. And he goes and suits up. He sure does. Pulls Barney Stinson. Suit up. He's, he's like, this time, baby. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He's not even a war machine here, is he? No, he's just he's Iron just a, Man Mark he's II. He's just Rhodey in the suit. Rhodey, Rhodey in the suit. That's the name of his his side band. <laughs> his, yep, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own band, Rhodey in the suit. They have a suit fight. They have a suit fight, and it's a lot better than the, the culmination of Iron Man 1. I suit completely fight. agree. And they're just destroying Tony Stark's house. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't care at all. He doesn't give a damn about it's... any of this. And I'm surprised at how well Roda knows how to use this thing. Yeah, because this is presumably the first time he's ever put yeah, it on. And yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well with it. He's flying around, he didn't sure. hit any ceilings. They well, he do, did go through a hole in. It. Yeah, Tony does mention the name War Machine, though. He does in the same way that. Oh, uh, you want to be the War Machine? stain mentioned a the War Monger earlier. The last shot. movie, yeah. So I like the subtle way that they're they're using the names. They're not it's, straight out, which is a very non John Favreau thing to do. Exactly. In the future, Rhodey will go by the name War Machine. Though. Right. So obviously, this gets to him. He's getting stuck. He's got to fight his friend. can see him sitting You're gonna there. You're going to remember that. At the office, he's going, can either go with War Machine or Rhodey. Oh, maybe I'll try Man. the Iron Patriot for a while. That'll last maybe half a movie. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so after Tony's, I'm going to say, defeated, sort of. They blow each other up because they they, yeah. they do the palm thing where they blast each yeah. other. They, and, they use yeah. repulsors on each other, yeah. and somehow in the middle of the two repulsors, that becomes like a ball of energy and I totally get it, because that, in Harry Potter, when the two wands, they do the- I guess it's its I'm basically to like- i with this one. Yeah. And he I'm, didn't even blink this no, time. Just, are you broken? I'm not broken. I just, I'm tuning out the Potter talk. <laughs> Potter talk. This is a podcast from the podcast. Potter talk. <laughs> <laughs> Potter talk is brought to you by Butterbeer. <laughs> um, it must be like when two magnets are, you know, that are the same it. polar- Oh, yeah. Well, magnets. How do they work? When they're the same pole, they repel each other. Sure. So if you're repulsing the repulsor, it's going to be a giant Super ball of repulsing. repulsion in the middle. Sure. It's very repulsing. <laughs> Makes sense. They go flying. They go flying. Rhodes is going to steal the suit. Just yeah, Rhodes' is like, all right, well, this is mine now. Deuces. See ya. And goes right to the Air, uh, air Force yeah, Base. Yeah, Edwards Air Force Base, Mojave, California. It's daytime when he gets there. Does he just yeah. fly all night? We've gone over this. Time Remember, doesn't matter. Time You're doesn't right. matter. I'm sorry. And at the same time, I keep asking in questions about Iron Man, Tony flies all, all the way to what is it, Afghanistan? Uh, yeah. And who knows how long that took? That took time. <laughs> who knows? Whatever it may be. Well, the thing is, we see Tony go like the speed of light. Yeah. Well, not light, sound. He breaks the sound barrier. Yes. Rhodey's kind of just you know cruise control. Rhodey's he's just like I'm gonna. He's gonna see the sights. Here. Yeah. He's hot air ballooning it. Yep. And while he's hot air ballooning it down to Edwards Air Force Base, he he lands there and he's gonna give up the suit to the army yeah there you go fine this is yours now yeah and then we go to randy's donuts we do go to randy's donuts we got a hungover tony stark sitting in the donut on yeah. top of the roof yeah in this in the iron man suit still the guys at randy's actually wanted him to fly through it and they're like oh no we'll do you one better this annoyed me why oh this because he's stupid because he's in this, he's lounging and having he's donuts in his suit he's his sunglasses he's and he's fine. not not the point being super this is stupid Every bit about this is stupid. Fafro wanted an L.A. landmark because he wanted to remind people that, yes, Tony Stark is a West Coast guy. Even though throughout the movie, he's in New York, D.C., Monaco. He's a very global hero. Yeah. Which I guess he kind of references in the in the hearing where he's like, I've privatized world peace. Yeah. He's Earth's protector right now, basically, sure. because he's one of the only superheroes. This seems silly. Sure. This is silly. If you were hungover. I'm not going to go chill in a donut. If you could. I might chill in a donut. Yeah. Enter Nick Fury. Enter Nick Fury. Let's build some universe. They're going to have coffee in, the, in Randy's Donuts. They go Donuts. inside Randy's Donuts, which yeah. if you're familiar with the LA landmark of Randy's Donuts, it's all to go. They don't have seating. Not familiar with it. Wouldn't have so, known that. You busted that one wide open. Bam. No one's in there either way. No, the place is empty because- Natalie Rushman. Not a real name. Uh-oh. It's actually Natasha Romanoff. Natasha Romanoff. She's- secured that perimeter. She sure did. That perimeter is so secure. Yeah. And now Tony knows. <laughs> Tony's you're fired. <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> what I like is that she doesn't even she says you can't do that. She's like, that's not up to you. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even blink. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh, by the way, she is his assistant now as far as the whole Stark thing goes. Okay. Because after Oh, he hired her. Yeah, he that's hired what, her as his assistant in after law. I forgot about that. Yeah. After uh Pepper said no. Yeah. But then she ends up shooting Tony in the neck with lithium oxide. Yeah. And then he's got like these veiny things oh, that, yeah. are, that got are all the, screwed up because of the, the palladium. The palladium in the neck. poisoning. And then they start is, going away. It's making a digital. It's working. A digital blood vein. Right. Pattern on it. I don't know. But whatever shoots him with is going away. And he says, I tried everything. Fury's like, not everything. Wink with his one eye. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know how winks. Is it a blink? Blink. thing. <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> <laughs> he winks with his bad eye. So we don't see it. But we know he did it. It's real unfortunate, motherfucker, that I can only wink on my left eye. <laughs> I had it. <laughs> He's winks. <laughs> I was at Randy's Donuts six months ago and I lost my wallet. It's one that says badass motherfucker on it. Do you think he actually uses that wallet? Now? Well, probably not anymore. Probably like now. You ever heard the story about that? The, the motherfucker with Samuel L. Jackson? No. I just pulled the article. It's a Comedy Central article from 2016 oh, wow. about why Samuel L. Jackson uses motherfucker all the time. Okay. He doesn't in this movie. This is a this is a side thing. He yeah. This hang with us. Weird tie-in. He said it on the Howard Stern show. Oh. But he said, said that he started he Yeah, he said he started using the word motherfucker to help him out with a childhood stutter. Oh yeah. Then the article actually said exactly what I was thinking. Just imagine that. A nine year old fresh face, soft voice Samuel Jackson shouted, motherfucker on the playground. That's how I like to picture. That's Sam a badass Jackson. motherfucking kid. Yeah. So it doesn't just say You know how Ricky Bobby likes to imagine his Jesus as, as a baby. <laughs> yeah. I like to imagine my Sam L. Jackson as, as, a, nine-year-old. as a nine-year-old screaming motherfucker on the yeah. playground. Yeah. Let's go play motherfucking tetherball. That's it. <laughs> I've had it. With motherfucking waiting for the motherfucking swing. <laughs> I've had these motherfucking fourth graders on my motherfucking playground. <laughs> it's back at Hammer Labs. Justin Hammer's going to try to pull a fast one on whiplash. Gives him a different bird. Not my board. It calls him out on it right away. This is not my board. Yeah. It's a beautiful bird. It's a beautiful bird. It's a great bird. Came from Russia, apparently. Do you think it came from Russia? No, I don't think so either. Not a chance. No way. While he's having this argument about the the bird thing, he looks up and sees the suits are different. Yeah, it's got a different head on it. It's not a mask. It's not a helmet. Can't pull the helmet. I can't put my head in that. No. Nope. Goes try, up and grabs. Try to put it. your head in that. No, nope, can't, yeah, can't do it. Can't can't get it in there. Still upset about the bird. Yeah. Well, don't get so attached to things. Got to learn to let go. Got to learn to let go. Yeah. These are supposed to be suits. I can't get a soldier in there. There's, no, no there's you no can't. No room for the head. So drone better. Drone better. Why is drone better? He doesn't actually ever tell him. No, he doesn't he need just to. Says, trust. I me. think it's pretty obvious why drone. drone better. better. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Robotize those bad boys. That's all it is. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Smart move. Like, yeah. Rhodey's gonna present the stolen suit that he took from Tony yes. to the army. To the army. He starts to realize he kind of betrayed Tony here, and you can see the look on his face when he gets told that they want to get Justin Hammer down there. Oh right. And they're gonna weaponize the suit. They're gonna Yeah. That's not good. No nope. That's not what you want to hear. He's he's not too happy about that. No. But... He fights it off, they But they say it's, it's an your order. duty, it's an order, and he's a good soldier, so he's going to yeah. deal with it. While this is all happening, Tony and Nick Fury are going to sit in Tony's destroyed living room yeah, and just, you know, chat it up. There's, uh, there's an interesting piece of universe building that happens here post this movie. Tony's wearing this robe. It's like a brown flowery robe. In Agent Carter, they actually have Howard Stark wear that robe and kind of like retroactively attach some sentimental value to it okay. for Tony, which I thought was interesting. Like, hey, let's get that robe from Iron Man 2 and put it on this guy. That's who's what we were all hoping the they would do. Third so I'm actor. happy they tied the robe in. Yeah, the robe has significance, Dave. Great. Yeah. <laughs> they end up talking about Tony's dad, Howard. They do. Tony didn't have I, a very good uh, relationship yeah, No, with he his didn't. Dad. But I found it very weird that they're introducing daddy issues to this movie as like a... That's Yeah. It's a sub... It's it's a MacGuffin. But <laughs> it's exactly oh, what it sure. is. for sure. For sure. But it just doesn't need to be here. Right. Especially because he like... If he had such issues with his dad, do you think he yeah. would have pre- opened up the Stark Expo with that video of his dad? No. There's I don't no think that's the case to. at all. Yeah. My dad never said he loved me. He never even said he liked me, so I have find this hard to believe. Yeah. wonder eh. what I love? What? Phil Coulson. Phil motherfucking Coulson. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love Phil Coulson. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. going to drop off this giant package yeah. while he's there. And then he gets told, my job is to keep you here. Yeah. Can't break the perimeter. Oh, Or man. can't leave the premises. Yeah. No. Oh. And Could Natasha stop is yeah. going to resume her position within Stark, still in cover. Yeah. And uh, Phil Coulson tells Tony. Oh, <laughs> Tony tries to get Phil to go get like coffee or something. He's like, that's not how this is going to work. He's like, if you try to leave, I'm going to tase you and watch reruns of Super, Super Nanny, Nanny <laughs> while you drool on the carpet. Yeah. Phil Colson's the best. I love Phil Coulson so much. The best. Feel like we're doing the whole thing where we jump back and forth between just a lot of different things happening. Yeah, but I also feel like there's nothing happening. Right, we've reached a, a slow. Yeah, but I feel like the movie's trying to like trick us into thinking something's happening almost by just jumping around and, jumping around, and just yeah. following all these little stories happening within it. Because back at the army base, Rhodey takes the arc reactor from the stolen suit and yeah. hides it. Right. So that hammer can't get to it. Right, because Justin Hammer's the one outfitting the suit with the weaponry. Right? Yeah, but this is the part I understand: is Hammer trying to buy? The suit off of Rody? Is it Rody's suit? Or did he turn over? I think he turned it over to, to the army. But then the why army. does Rody get to negotiate for the suit? I think because because Hammer is outfitting it with weaponry, he's going to take credit for it somehow. But he, uh, So Justin Hammer starts showing off all these weapons, takes the jacket off, he's just in the vest that he's got the like, gloves on. Uh, the, the lollipop. And he's going through an entire, like, just used car salesman, like, pitch. Of like, oh, this is a a nine millimeter automatic pistol, but you're not you're not into this. This isn't what you. want. We're gonna like. get you bigger. Like he goes through this like six different times, yeah. just bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, until he gets to this final. And the whole time, Roadie, not even blinking, right? No emotion, very stoic. He gets to this like kind of small. It looks like a giant bullet, yeah. of sorts. And he says, "This is like my prized possession. You want to take down an entire building? Just need one of these bad boys here." He's so proud. Of He's talking nice and soft now. Yeah. Like he knows he has them all real day. This is for busting the bunker underneath the bunker you just busted. That's exactly it. <laughs> to which Rhodey says, yeah, I'll take it. Justin Hammer says, okay, what? And he says, All of it. All of it. <laughs> that's what makes me think. Why did this even have to happen? I don't know. I think it's to get that little magic bullet at the end. Yeah, I think it's <sighs> but it's to intro of the ex wife. I think that's what he called it. The yeah, ex wife. The ex wife. You could level a building with it's beautiful, but it could level a building. Yep. I call it the ex wife. Unnecessary. Completely totally unnecessary, unnecessary. It, The whole thing is a setup for a punchline later in the movie. Yeah. It's a good punchline. It is. But it, the payoff's but, real small for it. Oh, yeah. For every the amount of time we just spent on it. While nothing's happening, let's go <laughs> back to Tony's house. <laughs> He's watching this old clip of his dad, and it's the filming of what he showed at the At, at the Stark Expo. Expo. Right, right. It's like the outtakes of The, the outtakes yeah. of it. Howard Stark's an asshole, too. I mean, Tony had to get it from somewhere, Right. I guess so. But, I mean, he's even saying, he's like, oh, pardon me while I show you my ass. I think that was funny as I hell. I did too, but it just showed that it wasn't meant to be funny, I don't think. Oh, I think it was. I don't. Oh, yeah, because he the, was he was drinking. He's like, oh, am I supposed to? Okay. Yeah, but I think I think in the, like... the span of this movie, I think it was supposed to be like, man, he's not a good dad. And they just kept bearing that. Because at that one point, little Tony pops up in the background of the right. of the video and he steals like a house. Well, yeah, at that point, he's, he's yelling, he yells at Tony to, yeah. for, to put back the, the Bell Pavilion. But I think the part where he said, "Where he says, look at my ass, he's, it's trying to be like, oh, look, he's funny like his son. Yeah, he's kind of playing to the crowd as well. Yeah. Is that it? I kind of yeah. took it as like, no, it's just another way to dig deeper. Like, this is not a good guy. Yeah. But then when Tony's still doing all of his calculations on whatever he's doing, he's not even watching this thing. It's just playing in the background. Right. His dad starts talking directly to directly Tony. Directly to Tony. If there were ever a scene. Now, you have John Favreau directing a movie. Within a movie, this is this is John Favreau directing is, this scene within the scene. This is a John Favreau Inception. <laughs> we got we, we Favreau <laughs> Oh my God, it's ridiculous. He's talking to Tony, talking about like I built the city of the future, and the model of the city of the future is behind him. Mm-hmm. He's saying like I built the city of the future for you. Says that he wants Tony to change the world. He right. set all this up, Yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My greatest Fine. invention is you. My greatest invention's you. It's so like you just yelled at me in a scene literally before this. <laughs> Like, when did he expect them to see this? Because this is on, like, an old Kodak reel. Oh, yeah. well he Way said, the hell back. He said that he has some sort of invention, but the, the technology of his time means he's at an impasse. He can't go any further with it. So Exactly. I'm going to send you this message, hoping you see it in the future, and you can finish my work. Right. want to talk about that in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totem decides to just leave. So he just leaves the premises. That was easy. I'm wondering. There had to have been a deleted scene. It must have been. Because he's just in his R8, speeding down whatever coastal highway is there. Stops, gets strawberries. Gets strawberries from him, man. Trades him a watch for him. Watch for strawberries. What prompts him to all of a sudden need to go talk to Pepper? I don't know. He just gets up. He's I like, don't hey. know. And there's something that you brought up last movie. Okay. Where the guy hands him the strawberries, and he says, just put them in the seat. I don't like to oh, be handed right. things. He did this before, and I don't remember what it was. It was when Kate Mara tried to hand him hand the papers. With, okay. So, the and Happy said doesn't like to be handed things. Right. Is that a new thing for this movie? That's because a new thing for this movie, yes. I hate it. I think he's just trying to show I don't remember him getting eccentric. handed stuff in the first movie. I don't remember. Yeah. But he they, lets, it's eccentric. I he get He lets, it. I think. But that's silly. Basically, Happy, Rhodey, and and uh, Pepper? Pepper can hand him things. So you got to be on that list. Yeah. Okay. It's just eccentricity of a billionaire. Just a thing. Another thing. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> when he gets Stark Industries, he comes to apologize. I hated Pepper's desk. It had the the, uh, the thing, the thing that just keeps swinging about. Can I move this? Swinging about, and he asked. And I was first time I liked Tony. This entire movie, I was like yes, thank you, Tony. Please. Thank you. He won- it was extremely distracting, and he <laughs> he just slides over. It was perfect. Yeah. Best best move of the whole movie. It was, it was relatable. We did it. Pepper's not having any of Tony's no, shit though. She doesn't. She's she's had it. She's done. And she is like visibly. But I think done. I, this is the point where Tony's like, I'm trying to tell you that I'm dying and that I'm in love with you. And she's both just those things. She won't listen to him. No. She's like, I got a company to run, but I'm too busy putting out your fires. Yeah, she's also not wrong. But of course. So, <laughs> it's a matter of Tony, just speak up, dude. Yeah. I like the touch of both uh, Natalie slash Natasha yeah. and Happy coming in the room at this point and addressing Pepper as their boss. Yeah. And he's like, Oh. I, I lost you. both kids in the divorce. <laughs> that's what he says. <laughs> yeah, and happiness looks like, dude. Don't don't do that. Don't say that. Hey, <laughs> I also like the line about how Tony directly tells Natalie, like, "Oh, how are you blending in?" Oh yeah, <laughs> Natalie. That that's your name, right? Very subtle. Well, the thing that's crazy is he says, like, "How are you blending in at Stark Enterprises?" Mm. It's not Stark Enterprises, is it? It's Stark Industries. There's a building behind them in this shot that says Stark Industries. Everything we've seen so far is Stark Industries. Is it like a bigger brand that has never been mentioned before? I don't know. Or is this a fuck up? I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't even notice. Okay. Is it is it both? Is I don't, it I don't know. Is it a subsidy? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Either way, Pepper's gonna leave. Everyone's well, gonna leave. First, Peppers yeah. Pepper's gonna remind Tony that she's allergic. The to only strawberries. thing she's allergic to. The only, the only thing so she's so allergic t- to. Tony's just like, I knew there was something with you and yeah, strawberries. So <laughs> no, this is progress. <laughs> I knew that there was a there's a correlation between you and strawberries. <laughs> Strawberry allergy is not very common. And nope. it's even less common to only be allergic to strawberries. Well, Pepper's a one of a kind gal. That's true. So I get it. That's true. This makes sense. I'm sure it does. She should be allergic to kiwis too, though. Maybe she's allergic to kiwi. Maybe she's not a kiwi fan. She's only, hasn't been there yet. She said the only allergy maybe I she have hasn't in had this a world. kiwi. Well, maybe she's never had a kiwi. She's she's turned off by hairy fruit. <laughs> and I'm just gonna leave that there. I want to put a Chris Martin joke in here, <laughs> and I'm having a <laughs> lot of trouble squeezing it in. <laughs> That's what she said. We'll just leave it. All right. We'll leave it. <laughs> it feels right. In her office, as everyone leaves, he sees the model yeah. underneath the sheet. It's half covered. I don't know why this model's in there. It well, is. They're moving all of Tony's stuff out, but why would Tony have that model, the model in his in office? at the Those same make time? Because yeah. the movie's directed by John Favreau. Uh, right. So maybe that's why. Mm. Either way, Tony looks a little closer to this model, sees something, and he says, I got to take this back to the old, yeah. the old lab a, here. There's a plaque on it that says something like- The key to the future. The key to the future. Yeah. Because John Favreau made a plaque for it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I feel like John Favreau should have gone to every movie theater here, paused the movie, and just punched everyone square in the face. <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you need me to explain this more? I will. I will. Q&A with John Favreau mid-movie. He's going to steal the model. And he puts in his RA in pieces. Giant pieces. It's his how model. Is he, I, well, it's sort of his <laughs> model. First of all, how is he out without Coulson doing dick about it? I don't know. But when he when he does talk to Colson later, Colson's like You got out, huh? You got out, huh? It's like, Yeah, that was like three years ago. Where are you? He's like, "Still was doing stuff. There had to be a deleted scene where Colson. I don't think there was a deleted scene. Or... I think that he wanted him to leave, to tell you the truth. Oh, I feel maybe. like he wanted him to go discover something, and that's why they kind of said, like, if we tell him not to, he's going to do it. It's Tony Do you think Stark. they knew that it had anything to do with the I don't think they would have known though that it had anything to do with the model. I kind of think they did know. I mean it's possible. But I also think that Nick I feel Fury, like Nick Fury always knows more than he's He kind of hinted too on, heavily always. at not to know, but I also think that this was kind of a Nick Fury test. Sure. So it's just a lot of tests over and over and over again. Makes he could sense. have outright told him, but if he wasn't good enough, he's like, fuck it, I'll die. Whatever. Yeah. Well, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick Fury. Is this a DC movie? <laughs> might as well be. A, no, it shouldn't. No. It's not at all. No. Too many dick jokes. Yeah. So since the model's not enough for him, he's going to turn the model into a 3D model. Of course. Just so you can zoom in on stuff. As you do. It makes sense. He zooms in and he sees this one thing. It's just a globe in the middle and there's, I guess, hedges and shrubberies Has about. Has he never looked at an aerial map of this expo before? Apparently not. I have a really hard time believing how quickly he figures this out. It's one thing that he keeps getting drawn into. One thing over and over and over and over again. And he kind of like starts isolating this one thing. It's a globe with the hedges and whatever is it is. Like, this is like Batman animated series detective work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Like this is this is a oh, stretch. Well, the part is he's like, okay, now, now I pull this globe out, throw some ions and atoms around, and neutrons. You go the paths and the shrubs and the trees, and turn all the buildings into into electrons. And, like, what do you? Come on, come this on. This is a stretch, big time. Everything about it. And then he starts seeing it for what it is, and and Jarvis, it, it turns out it's a new element. It's a new element. Jarvis says we can't we can't do that. And he says, watch me, Jarvis. watch me. And he builds an ex- a particle accelerator in his <laughs> basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're doing Over, renovations. Within hours. Yeah. It takes him no time at all. How does he get this stuff delivered that quick? I have no idea. <laughs> Amazon Super Prime. Wonder Woman brought it to him. Yep. In her invisible jet. <laughs> Makes sense. And somehow this whole time, Colson is still nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Until he, until he pops Just in. about yeah, yeah. finished. And he says he's got to go because he's got to go to New Mexico. New assignment. Right. Wink, 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 Ding, wink, ding, wink, ding, wink, ding, wink. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 wink, 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 wink Oh, it's. Heavy hands that pick sitting. up the Captain America shield. I really like it because Tony's like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yes. And he takes it and he uses it to level it uses, out the fucking yeah, somewhere it and he slides as a, underneath. Yeah. It's a shim, basically. This is ridiculous. But it also kind of introduces Coulson's love of Captain America. Yeah. Which is great. Which I love. Because Coulson's a fucking hero. We'll get there. We will. We're not that far off anymore. No, Captain America's only two MCU movies away. Yeah. And Avengers only three. Yeah, so we're uh, we're moving. That, that's a, a whole new Howard Stark. That sure introduced. is. Yep. Three Howard Starks and five movies. Yeah, Speaking <laughs> of recasting. <laughs> but it's young Howard, so it's okay. Yeah, I just like how we got two huge MCU dumps in. It was a span of a minute. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. He's gonna turn on the particle accelerator. He's gonna make a new element. Yeah. they yeah, like it shoots a laser. I whatever this is. Shoot a laser and it cuts across everything, and he just fills up a triangle with element. The driver says. That's a new element. Congrats, dude. You did it. Good job. All you need to do was laser a triangle. That's and now it. you got a new element. New element. Laser triangulum. Stark Starky triangular Jarvis something. I want to get my name in there, too. They never say what it is. What the element is. It's hinted at in some place. I guess in like the, the serialization, they say it's like a, a synthetic uh, vibranium. But at that point, vibranium had been discovered and yeah. existed. So I don't think it is vibranium. Okay. They just never say what it is. Yeah. It's uh it's the Deus ex machinum. Is what it is. Oh, right. Yeah. That makes more sense <laughs> than anything. M- Makinium. Hammer's really pissed off that uh, Whiplash. He's gone rogue with these suits. Yeah. They'll salute. Yeah. So he's going to take his stuff. Fun fact. Yeah. The Russian word for fireworks is a salute. Okay. Hmm. I like it. So he says, they won't be able to fly or shoot. What will they do? Salute. I like it. Yeah. Subtle. That is subtle. Which which leads me to believe. Who directed the scene? It <laughs> leads me to believe that was something Thoreau put in there and not Favreau. Fair enough. Or maybe even something Mickey Rourke put in there because he did the research he's a pro. and learned this Russian. he's an absolute pro. Yeah, yeah. thanks. It it. <laughs> Hammer says he still owes him some suits. He puts two guards in there to watch him. Yep. Hammer goes because he says, I got to go give a presentation at Expo. Maybe get laid. And maybe get laid. <laughs> I don't know why he puts it in there, but. Bold assumption. Yeah. But, hey, whatever you got to do. Hey, he has real high confidence that, for this presentation. It's that false confidence that he has well, all the time. He's got a roadie. So. In, roadie in a suit. Brody in a suit. There it is. Ivan's actually going to call Tony after he kills these two guards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he has a conversation with Tony, and we finally learn what his motivation is, where he says, what well, your father did to my family 40 years ago, I will do to you in 40 minutes. Yeah, it's a weak motivation. It's not great, but it's a- It's, a, it's Your dad screwed over my dad, so I'm going to kill you. That's exactly eh, it. Tony something. had nothing to do with it. It's something. I guess. It's not nothing. It's not, yeah, it's not nothing. It's almost nothing. It's close to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> With I a want fragment of something. I want revenge on your dad for what he did to my dad. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> going to kill us? you. Almost nothing. <laughs> Almost nothing. Almost nothing. We literally learned about each other really recently. <laughs> yeah. So we go to the expo. Yeah, and we just they kind of dive into this. They, they real go, fast. Yeah. At this point, this we're is like the whole final act. We spent a lot here. of time in the middle here doing nothing. We got to hurry up now. Yeah. And at the Stark Expo, I have a weird question for you. Okay. The so Stark Expo is held in Flushing. Yes. This is held. I mean, I told you in 1964 World's Fair. Fine. Whenever you go to like a Mets game at City Field or like the the U.S. Open Tennis Tournament there, yeah, you still see all the structures from the World's Fair, and Absolutely. obviously this is they're built into this as well. Right. Do you think that Flushing has any significance to the MCU now? Because in the Endgame trailer that just aired, you see Manhattan oh, at a distance, yeah. and it then was very specific flyover of City Field, oh. which was extremely creepy, by the way. Yeah. Because it was. there was a cool article on uh, Comic Book that talked about this, mm-hmm. how you see the stadium is completely empty, but half the cars are still in the parking yeah, lot. a ton of cars in the parking lot still. So, I mean, that's a, that could be a layup of a Mets joke also. It could be that half of them got snapped, half of them killed themselves because of the Mets. Because they're, yeah. But still. <laughs> but do you think that flushing has any significance? Because that's way too specific that to show. That is very specific. Because why not show Yankee Stadium? Unless the Mets are just dying for money. In it. Uh, right? It I get it. But... <laughs> Ah, no, I fine. think that there's too much of a, con- I personally think there's too much of a connection between these two things. Be- and it City sense. Field is in the background of a lot of these shots from here on out. It actually, it makes a lot of sense. It's weird that they would want to put more focus on Iron Man too, but <laughs> It is weird, but still. But maybe there is some sort of significance. And we're not going to find out until endgame. I'm probably wrong, but. But, I mean. It's, it's something. Uh, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. This is more than the motivation of the villain. It's something. Yeah. You know, (laughs) you're right. Yeah. It's interesting that they chose because this is a global event. This is a universal event. They could have showed any stadium. Not even that. They keep going back and forth just coast to coast at this point. I hammer space in New York, so it's not coast to coast for him. Right. But Tony's got to set this thing up cross country and they want to make sure he's known as a West Coast. But still, why? Because Favreau used to live in Flushing. That could be the best answer, (laughs) though. (laughs) That could be the best answer. Um, I don't know. That's crazy. You might be onto something. It might it might be nothing, but it's a theory I have not heard yet. So. Weird that Thor happens to pitch for the Mets too. All right, now now it's a stretch. Now it's a stretch. Now it's a stretch <laughs> going from the stretch, like pitching. No, now it's even more of a stretch. <laughs> stretch Armstrong over here. Moving on. Hammer's making a presentation. He comes out dancing like like oh most, the dance is my, good. Most white men. Uh, a lot of white men. Most. dance this way. Yeah, yeah. This is improv. This is apparently actually how he gets into character. Good for him. And I loved it. It was so good. Oh, that's so you good. Could, you could see he's like, this is Justin Hammer ready to lay the hammer down. Oh, absolutely. This is, he's got, he's got his mojo. He's like, all right, here we go. This is my moment. I'm going to show up some Tony Stark. Ha <laughs> ha. Justin Hammer's going to introduce his new line of drones for the military. Yeah. His hammeroids. That's exactly it. And it, it's the <laughs> same suits that Whiplash has just built. With the drone heads and With the everything. the drone heads, yeah. He says, now it's technology. He doesn't need to hold it against whiplash anymore. But still, he wants his suits. Yeah. Fine. Rhodey's going to get introduced in his new suit. We got a war machine. We have a war machine. He's here. The suits correspond to the four branches of the military. Yeah. Which is, I mean, appropriate because he's trying to sell them to the military. Yeah. Tony's going to arrive in the Iron Man suit and the whole crowd goes wild. Yeah. Because he's back. Tony knows what's up. Yeah. Tony flew across the country. Yeah. and how long do you no, think that uh, was? No time. Maybe like a couple, maybe an hour. Maybe. Maybe. It took Rhodey how long to get to the Air Air Force Base earlier? Hours. Time doesn't matter. Time definitely does not matter. (laughs) Nope, because it's night again. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tony thinks that Ivan Vanko is up to something. He's not wrong. He's not wrong because Whiplash is hacking every one of the suits that's behind him. Yeah. How cool of an idea is that? It's brilliant. You have all these super soldiers now going against Iron Man. Including yeah. War Machine. More importantly, he's because hacked War, Machine War Machine is hacked as well, and Rhodey can't do a thing about it. How did he hack War Machine? Because it's not like he's the one who installed the weapons on the Mark II, or is he? Just Maybe he just knew he was getting good. introduced, and he's. Well, we've seen that he's that good. Yeah. Well, we saw what he could do with Hammer Tech software. This is kind of Hammer Tech software. Well, not, well assuming. Well, I guess that he built it for Rhodey to show. Hammer did say that he was going to upgrade the software. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Which I doubt anything Hammer did would be an upgrade from what was already in the suit. Right. Which was Jarvis. <laughs> so, all these drones are just going to turn on Tony. Yeah. And we get a chase scene? We do get a chase scene. We it's... get the whole crowd scrambles out of there. Yeah. Pepper and, and Natasha are going to go behind the scenes, I guess, if you will. And yeah. And they, they want Hammer to talk, and they want to well, figure out what's going on. What I find interesting about this scene yeah. is one of the guys immediately says, oh, all the phones are down. Yeah. And we can't even call out our cell phones. The very next thing Pepper does is call, pick up her, cell, her cell phone, phone and, call? and call the police. No, yeah. They never... Never address it? Nope. Nope. Like you could throw away line like, oh, yeah, well, Tony upgraded my phone to be able to wear blah, blah, blah. Nothing. They're just like, oh, Pepper can make a call for some reason. I, I got nothing. Literal seconds. I have nothing. After somebody said, nobody can call. <laughs> she calls, well, she... Calls the cops also. Just call NYPD and tells them to yeah, come down. Yeah. Because that's what you need during a robot attack. Well, of course. Basically, all these drones just flying around chasing Tony. They're blasting them away. I think the only real part that matters here is that there's one drone, and it sees a kid in an Iron Man mask. Yes. Standing there. Yep. And he, like, looks him over, and the kid raises his hand yeah. to use the repulsor on the robot, and this drone is going to point his big-ass gun right at this sure. kid. Tony lands next to him, blasts the robot, says, nice job, kid. Nice job, kid. That is um well at the time it wasn't, but it has since been retconned into being Peter Parker. That is retconned, because that is a small child. Yeah, but this is also what fifteen years before homecoming. Nine, oh no, ten 15 years. Fifteen years before homecoming. Ten Where's years before that stand homecoming? In the timeline of MCU? I think it's it's about the same. Same? Yeah. It's it's it wouldn't be fifteen. It would be like nine years before homecoming, eight years before homecoming. But basically what happened was there was rumors forever that people wanted this kid to be Peter Parker. They're like, oh, he's in Queens. Why can't you just he's, let it be? He's though? the right age. And and basically what happened was was people were like, oh, it's Peter Parker, it's Peter Parker. And and they were like, well, legally it couldn't have been Peter Parker. But then as soon as the Sony deal was announced, people were like, You're totally Peter Parker. Can, can it be Peter Parker now? And I guess Tom Holland was like, guys, it's Peter Parker. And then people were like, well, does Tom Holland really have the, the say to be able to just claim that that's Peter Parker? And I guess what happened was... Tom Holland, uh, John Watts, uh, who directed Homecoming, yeah. was also like, "Yeah, sure, that's Peter Parker." And I guess they talked to Feige about it, and Feige was like, "Sure, why not?" Is this going to make people stop talking? Yeah, okay, fine. yeah. Basically, Feige was like, "If that's what you think, sure." I'm looking at an MCU timeline on comic book also right now. Yeah, and it says that 1943 to 1945, that's Captain America: First Avenger. Yep. 2010 is Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So Iron Man was technically two years in the future from when it was released. Right. Yeah, because Iron Man, Iron Iron takes Man two is place months later. Technically, 2011. Okay, which makes me think Tony's got he's got a his birthday somewhere between January and June, isn't it? Got to be. Would make sense. First half of that year. He also have the Incredible Hulk same year in 2011 and Thor 2011. Skip down the line. Yeah. Spider Man Homecoming 2016. Only five years later. Oh, that kid's too young then. That kid's too young. Yeah. If you're looking at the, I mean, the kid's 13. Wait, at but best home- when it comes. Homecoming starts in the past and then has a time jump. I. Th- I think they are gonna go with the time jump okay. for the time. So well, you know yeah, believe here the thing is the thing is the time jump in homecoming is eight years after Avengers. And Avengers takes place in 2012. So you're saying that the time 2020? jump that we are living in 2020 now for Spider. This kid's not Peter Parker. Hey, let's time doesn't matter. It could be Peter Parker. It could be it could be Miles Morales. Fine. <laughs> it could be anyone. I don't think Miles Morales is from Queens, though. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? Natasha realizes she has to go find Ivan Venko. She's going to take Happy Hogan. He says he's driving. I like the scene where she's changing in the back seat and Happy can't focus on the road. I love that scene. I get it. It's the most realistic scene in this movie. She says, hey, focus on the road. Focus on the road. And he says, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Natasha and Happy are going to break into Hammer's lab. Yep. And Natasha kicks everyone's ass. Everyone except one person. Because Happy Hogan fights it himself. Happy's like, I'm going to take care of this. Don't you worry. Yep. And he beats up one guy. And he and says, "I like, got him!" I got him! And then he looks up, and <laughs> everyone's down. Everybody else is down. It's a great, great scene. Yeah, and it's one of the best action scenes in the early MCU. It's very good. She kicks serious ass. Yeah, Tony's just flying around this whole time, just trying to avoid things. Yeah, he can't do much. Right, he's getting targeted from every direction. Yep, by... he crashes into this Oracle dome. Yep, there's your Oracle. There's a lot of. There's a ton of Oracle ton of here. Sponsors and everything here. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Oracle put some serious money into this movie. They though, sure did. Because they get brought up multiple times. Yeah, for sure. But Rhodey's going to start attacking him again. Yep. And, I I mean, how did he end this? Natasha ends up getting oh, she hacked to, it? Yeah, she hacked- she, she hacked rebooted Rhodey and says he finds back. Yeah, she rebooted yeah. Rhodey's system and- Right, so they're standing at the bottom of this thing, and they're talking about Arguing strategic about, positions. Yeah. This is the He's worst like, place be to top. be. You're in the kill box right now. You got to get out. Yeah. And then sure enough. This is the worst place to be. And then all the other drones land. They land, and I don't know when they got set from kill to dramatic mode of just, we need to land I, here I and know. take our time now fighting him. Doesn't make sense to me. It's Maybe Venko threw a switch when he was on his way over so they wouldn't kill him before he got there. That's silly. I have no but idea. That's the best. You know what? That's the best possible. It's answer. the best you're gonna get. Yeah. And as they're fighting, they're going for a couple of minutes here, and Tony just tells down. Tony yeah. dives down, and he uses kind of like these lasers out of his hand. Yeah. And he slices all these drones in Everything. half. And he's like, oh, maybe you should have led with that next time. He's like, I only got one. It's a one off. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the end. Does that ever come up again? I don't think so. Seems like a good weapon to have. That's a great weapon. <laughs> and then we get probably the shortest boss fight of the MCU. It's way up there they solve that problem no problem because oh man venko's kicking ass yeah vanko Lance, he's got then, the whips he's got a whole suit now yeah but for some reason he decides to lift up the mask yeah he so leaves the see, mask open. we could see a Mickey Rourke under there and then they're gonna they're gonna repulse well, each other if we didn't see his face we weren't we wouldn't know it was actually him because John Favreau. okay that's fair but they're gonna repulse right yep, in front of then, Mickey Rourke they're gonna get real repulsive Done. just like a callback to the, yep. the birthday party boom and then he's mildly incapacitated they're like ah we won and he's like but did you and yeah. then all of the the bots are set to blow up yeah he put him in self-destruct mode boop, including himself boop, including himself ass move that's i mean commit. yeah you gotta commit let me ask you this question okay if you see a robot blinking faster and faster i'm in probably gonna stand going up, there and look at it for a while okay good that's what pepper pots did so you could be the ceo of stark industries then well, with well, that logic hey as long as i'm qualified once Tony realizes that these things are going to blow, he goes, Pepper! And, and immediately goes finds to Finds her. Yep. He finds her. Dang. Picks her up. The thing blows up. Fine. They land on a rooftop. Yep. That's all neat and stuff. And Pepper's like, I'm done. She's I'm done, can't man. Do this. Can't do this, this anymore. me through two... I quit. Yeah. And then they kiss. Yeah. And then they kiss. Which is nice. They finally got was out of the way. Finally. finally. It's not two... weird anymore. End of not two It's a little bit weird. Okay. It's a little this is what Rhodey says. Because he's also he's... on the roof. <laughs> Look like two seals fighting over a grape and that Is my favorite non Tony Stark one liner of this movie. It's a very good one. Actually, it might be my favorite one liner. No, because the the next one comes up is even better. Where he says, I was here first. Get a roof. Get a roof. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were out of one liners. (laughs) They even reference it. They're doing the job for us at that point. Thank you guys. Uh, Two seals fighting over a grape. It's very good. That imagery. It's wild. Absolutely wild. We get a debriefing with Shield. Yeah, this whole ending happens so fast. It's Very fast. crazy. Oh, yeah. But yeah, debriefing with S.H.I.E.L.D. Tony starts reading over. He sees the We get some Avengers. footage from yeah. Hulk on the screens in there. Oh, lucky us. Yeah. <laughs> connected universe. Barely. Barely. Yeah, because Hulk is barely connected. Yeah. Tony starts reading over the file that Natasha put together. Oh, about yeah. whether he's allowed to join the Avengers. Right. Iron Man is. Tony's not. How could you have me but not have me? Yep. Oh. He says he's going to come on as cons- a uh, consultant. Right. but he'll waive his fee for a favor because him and Rody are about yes. to get awards. And who's going to present them with those awards? Senator Stern. Senator Stern. <laughs> sticks it to him. Oh, man. Stern kind of sticks it to him too, though, because when he puts the pin on him, he, yep. he sticks the needle in him, and he this goes, is, you deserve this. And then he sticks him and he says... <laughs> <laughs> something like, uh, isn't it crazy how annoying a little prick can be? Yeah, something uh, along those lines. Something like that. Genius. It's, Gary Shandley, we miss you. Yeah. We'll see in Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's Iron Man too. That's it. This is the sprint of a movie you that's get a, two hours long. You get a post credit scene that's just Coulson arriving at oh, it's a at good the one. crater. It's a good one. And in the middle is Thor's hammer. Milnar, man, Bam. that is a. I remember seeing that in theaters when it came out, and you yeah. saw Milnar there, and, and you're just like, like, oh, oh shit, getting <laughs> <burning> to Thor. <laughs> that's yeah. so so good. Yeah. And what I liked about it is it had no connection to the rest of the movie. It was just like purely. That's like, what it's supposed to be. Get hype. That's what Thor's it's worst coming. Be. It's on the way. I love it. The absolute best. Love it. What'd you think? This movie, huh, it has its its goods and its bads and its boards and its and its boards. <laughs> so many boards. I just want my board. Uh, it does a lot of universe building. This is the workhorse of building the MCU. I would say this is this is in the MCU. I think this one's the cartilage. Yeah. And the problem is Thoreau and Favreau had a plan for this movie, and then Feige was like, you got to do more world building. And I think it put a strain on the actual plot of the movie, but it-, it bare, It's a very loose plot. Did a much bigger service for the universe. I agree with you on that. I think the first time I watched this movie, I was like, ah. But going back to it, it's a much better movie because you can see how much of the universe it built. I agree. I think in a retrospect, it's a—it's a, actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Like, I, I like this one better than the first one. And I think I'm nuts for saying that, and I know I'm nuts for saying that. Yeah, I do too. But part of me also thinks like, okay, we're going to put together a movie here that's strictly based on universe building, Yep. but it's also going to make us bank. Oh, yeah. This movie cost $200 million to make. Opening weekend, it did $128 million. Boom. Throughout its U.S. gross, $312 million, and then that's nothing. It doubled that in yeah. its worldwide. This was a massive hit. Huge. Huge. For a movie where... Damn near nothing happens plot-wise, but everything happens universe-wise. Yeah. And there's there's quite a bit of um, character development for Tony in this movie, I think. I don't like Tony. I know. I really don't like I know Tony. you don't like early Tony. It's annoying. That's why. It's very frustrating watching this man on screen. Sure. And the thing that gets me, and I'm actually going to bring up an article here that was in Psychology Today, written by Mark D. White. He's a PhD. Ooh. means you got to trust him. He wrote an article, Can Iron Man Be a Hero If Tony Stark is a Womanizer? Oh. And in this one, you especially see it, where he has Natasha, and he also has Pepper. Yeah. And in the first one, you kind of see it where he has Christine Everhart, and mm-hmm. he has Pepper. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like one of the big traits about him, about Tony Stark, the character in the comics, is that he's a womanizer, and he's yeah. also an alcoholic. And an alcoholic, He yeah. is a big-time alcohol problem. Which I think they tried to fit in here, and I think- It's a tricky it, one to bring it got in. pulled back some. I think it got pulled back some. I think this was just like a one-off drunk yeah. episode, yeah, if you will. But- I like the part he brings up. He he brings up, can you trust him? Right. And that's my issue with Tony Stark in his entirety, is you see the episode where he's at his own party and he's drunk and he's in the suit and he's still firing this the repulsor at the watermelon stuff. How can you trust that this That could man? go wrong real quick, yeah. It can go wrong really quick. And you see him go rogue so often in everything that we have seen, yeah. even in the future. Right. It's like, I understand that Wolverine's very hard to trust, but you know Wolverine's got God, his heart's in the right place all the time. Tony Stark's heart's not in the right place because he doesn't have a fucking heart for the most part. <laughs> but at the same time, how do you possibly trust him with anything? And he's considered one of the leaders. That's the crazier part. Yeah. So I have issues with Iron Man as a hero. Sure. And I've brought it up to you where I think Iron Man becomes a villain at points. Where he's Or at least an anti-hero. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, of course he does. He's probably one of the biggest villains of the MCU. Yeah. But he also, I mean, over the ten years of this universe, he changes completely. It's not even close to the same person anymore. Exactly, and I think it's it's a slow turn. It is a slow turn because even from the beginning, I mean, the beginning of Iron Man one, he is just straight up asshole. He well, he by he the is, end, he's an asshole. Who, I think he's who's I, still he, who's becoming a hero. Yeah, and then this movie, I think. He gets away with a lot because he's dying. I think. I think a but lot no of no one knows he's dying, and the thing is that he's right, getting away with he it just knows, because in he the knows first one he's, he's a charming asshole, right? Where you can and get this behind one that the charm goes away, completely gone. But I think it's him acting out because he's dying, and not anybody else knows that than other sure. than the viewer and him. I mean, it's it's reasonable to believe he'd be acting out a little bit in his in what he believes are his final days. I can buy that argument a little bit, and then once he's cured or once he's found this new element and he's fine he immediately he tells pepper or oh, well that's no, before i guess before he he invents this new element he goes to pepper to tell her hey she doesn't give him the time of day but then as soon as he, he doesn't he, even try to get it out though i mean he he tries but she's not hearing it i don't think he does cuz he even said that like i'm 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 and she says if you say i one more time and i think that line well, she shut sums him down. up i know but i feel like that line sums up tony just the absolute well, best sure. where he can't even be taken seriously because or he can't even do anything right with like his right. his character development here because he's so i i i yeah well even even Pepper finding out that he was dying was because of Romanoff. right. It was a big shock to her, yeah, she was like, wait, what you were really dying, so but why does Pepper now like forgive because he was dying like I, I guess I guess she she's like, oh, I guess he was acting out because he's dying. I don't know there's a, whole, a lot of big stretches, but here's the movie. thing I get it. we already know Tony's major turn. Happens in Avengers. 100%. So we deal with, with two movies of Asshole Tony. Yes. And then we get half a movie of Asshole Tony. <laughs> yes. Also true. <laughs> he has a very interesting arc over the entire, un- the, what is Oh, it? because it's- 18 a, movies. It's a massive, massive arc. Huge. Because in these individual movies, he has very small character changes. Yeah. But by the end, he's, you're right, he's a he's totally not, different person. not the same person totally we different. met originally. Yeah. I have good news. Oh, yeah? Roger Ebert did see this movie. Hey, hey, he's not dead yet. Not yet. Not dead yet. What do you think he thought? Oh, let's see. What did he say about Iron Man? Four stars. Oh, that's right. I'm going to say he liked this one less. He only could like it less. (laughs) Three started. Oh, wow. Okay. Iron Man 2 is a polished, high-octane sequel. Not as good as the original, but building once again on a quirky performance for Robert Downey Jr. The superhero genre doesn't necessarily require good acting, but when it's there, (laughs) as an Iron Man and the Dark Knight, that takes it up a level. Downey here gives us a Tony Stark who is cockier and more egotistical than ever. Or, and here's the key, he seems to be. Hmm. Roger, man. Food for thought. How about that? There you go. Seems no one's fooling him. He saw right there. Oh. John Favreau can't get one past Roger Ebert. Nope, he sure can't. <laughs> you want a sequel? You got a sequel. Iron Man 2, directed like the first one by John Favreau, gets the job done. Since both movies have essentially the same story arc, there aren't a lot of surprises, however which started me wondering how the guys survive inside those suits. Sure, the suits are armored, but their bodies aren't. How many dizzying falls and brutal blows and sneaky explosions can you survive without breaking every bone in your body? Just asking. At the end of the long day, those suits should be filled with bloody pulp. Yeah. Also not wrong. (laughs) Ebert gets the physics. He is a science genius, as we've learned. (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Go. 70. Close, 73. Oh, okay. So not bad. Not great. not bad. Not bad. On our list of top 67 movies, where do you think it lands? 32. 48. Okay. That's kind of towards the high end, isn't it? At a top 67, this lands 48. I'm not going at the middle. No, it's pretty low. Yeah, so not too great. Sandwiched by Kick-Ass and Batman the Movie, 1966. Oh. So take this movie for what it's worth. Sure. I think it knows its place. Yeah. And I don't think... Now, I do think it holds up pretty well. For what it is. I think it holds up better than its original release. I think 100% you're right. I think the rest of the MCU has helped this movie. Yeah. Why don't we give this a Superstuff score? I think we should. All right. Where's my Superstuff? There it is. Started out as we always do with setting. Zero. 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 You think so? We're all over the place, and we don't know where we are half the time. We are all over the place, but we do we're know at Tony's. We're or at the expo or at a jail, so it's hard to. But figure we know out where it. they all are. We're in. We're in Monaco. Me, we're me in then. Flushing. We're in Malibu, and it's really setting up Tony as the the world protector that they put him. Man, maybe I'll give it a one. That's my biggest flip I've ever done. I think. Wow, that is a big flip. because you're absolutely right. I think they do a good job of establishing that Tony's protecting the Yeah, it feels like we're not anywhere, but at the same time, we are everywhere. Yeah, we're in Russia. Bored. We're getting bored. (laughs) All right. Style and tone. I'll give it a 0.5. That sounds good to me, because I'm- It's a suit. Yep. A changed- Hero. Zero. That's what I thought you would say. Villains. And I think we should count Hammer and Vanko in this. Okay. I'm going to say one. I'm kind of leaning one. I really like Vanko. I really like Hammer. Perfect. So, female characters. One. You think so? Pepper gets promoted to CEO. Pepper gets and promoted. And Natasha Romanoff. And Natasha Romanoff is fucking G. Story and motivation. Zero. That's exactly <laughs> that's not right. Much, not much going on in two hours, four minutes. Music. I said it once and I never brought it back up. Yeah. I didn't even notice it in the first two times I watched that's it. That's a zero. I that's think that's- Zero on music. An obvious one then, sadly. Impact on the genre. This is tough. Because at the time- at the time, this was forgotten. It made money, but it, yeah, it but people wasn't, were confused wasn't much. by it. But going back- I think the impact- built a huge universe. massive. I'm going to go one. Again, this is kind Let's of- go one. The builder of the entire MCU. Parents. That's a zero. It's not a zero. Oh, y'all, he- Well, well we do get some- How- It is complicated. Because Howard Stern is in the movie, but Howard he's Star- dead. Howard Stark. It's Howard Stern. <laughs> Howard is Stern is referenced man. in the movie, kind of. Sorry, with all the he's, dick jokes, I thought we were talking about Howard Stark. You know what? That's it's not that far off. Howard Stark is referenced a lot. Yeah, and he's dead. And he is dead. I'll go point 0.5. Let's go point 0.5 with You know what? You're right. I feel okay. I don't know what the mom situation is. And I don't care. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> one-liners. I feel like these entire movies are one-liners. The Iron Man movies are one-liners. I do, too, but are they good one-liners? We got Super Nanny from Coulson. I like that line We've a lot. We've got Seals and Grapes from which Rhodey. is a one-alone. Get a Roof so the, that one whole minute is and those are to earn those are just the non-Tony Stark quips. Then I'll give it gladly a one. A one is a if one he, is deserved. Boards, boards. I want my board. That gives Iron Man a total score of a six. That seems right. That's not too bad. No, that actually, it's not too bad, and it's that ties it with Kickass, which is what it's right next to in the Rotten Mano score. Hey, how about that? I think we got us a, a good <laughs> rating system. Arbitrary, here. yes, but accurate. Nailed it. almost. <laughs> sort of it's it's something it serves our purposes well enough yeah don't forget to rate review and subscribe on uh, Spotify Stitcher iTunes Google Play whatever you listen to your podcasts on and uh, throw us a like on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cape Podcasters and you can also send us your your ideas your questions your thoughts and machinations and your nominations and if you have any any categories for the capies and potties, you can send them to capepodcasters at gmail.com. What are we talking about next week? Next week, I think, in honor of Valentine's Day, we're going to do us a, a romantic movie, a love oh, story. I can see those love bubbles flying around right now. Yeah. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be real sweet. going to be. Uh, it's going to be a Deadpool. Let's talk about Deadpool. It feels right. I think you are absolutely correct. I think we need to challenge ourselves with Deadpool. Okay. Sometimes we, we use some not so super language. Yeah, that I've so I've heard. Deadpool, that's too easy to do. For obvious reasons. Yeah. Because Deadpool's a hard R. Okay. Do you want to do Deadpool PG? Deadpool PG? Hey, I'm up for the challenge if you are. That's a big challenge. That's huge. <laughs> so bring your kids. All of them. Yeah. No matter what age. Oh no. We're gonna talk about Deadpool. Deadpool. The movie where Ryan Reynolds gets pegged. <laughs> that one <laughs> We're going to talk about that next week. PG. PG. All right. Same pod time, same, same pod shit. So, Dave, that's Iron Man 2. We got a post credit scene. But what do you think happens post post credit scene? What I think happens is Tony goes back to his house in Malibu. I mm-hmm. guess that's where he is. Yeah. And he starts fixing it up. He just did demo. Now he's got a, a particle accelerator in the basement. But he wants to continue living there. Right. So he goes to fix it up. And he's, he's going around the house. And you kind of get like a quick montage of him like, ah, oh, fixing up the house, fixing up the house. And he realized he doesn't have a hammer. And he's yelling, Pepper! Pepper, I need Oh, she doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> Robot, I need a hammer. And then you see Mjolnir reach across, and Thor goes, "Here, borrow my hammer, friend and future foe." That's it. That's it. They really brought that one together. Wow. Yeah, Bob Vila together. Bob, <laughs> this old mansion. This this, <laughs> this old, old Malibu, Malibu Beach mansion. House. <laughs> what do you think happens? I think you have a uh, you have Pepper and Tony and Rhodey sitting around. Probably like a counter in the kitchen of, of Tony's mansion or maybe at the dining room table. Sure. Something like that. Tony's eating pie. Okay. And so is Roadie. Okay. Pepper's like, Tony, give me some of your pie. Tony's got this nice apple pie in front of him. He's like, Oh yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to finish this. Why don't you just take some of Roadie's? And Pepper says, Tony, I can't. I'm allergic. I would never rob another man's rhubarb. <laughs> we well, bring it back, baby. Bring it back the bring rhubarb. It back.